This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Over 2 million men worldwide choose Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. For those that love the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all through additional guards lengths, sizes 1 through 4. And looks wise, it's sleek with a two-tone matte and gloss finish, even features a hot foil stamp, black chrome Manscaped logo. Show your more off loud and proud. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code State of Saints, and you will save 20% off of the lawnmower 4.0, as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on? What's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. I really do appreciate you spending your night because I'm recording this on a Tuesday night. Thank you so much for spending your Tuesday night with yours truly. On this edition, we're going to be talking about the Saints training camp schedule that was released and going to be talking a little bit about uh, what we expect uh, from training camp. But I want to give a special shout out to everybody in the chat right now, those that are filing in. I really do appreciate it. Uh, before I get started, those that are here, uh, I ask that you give the show a thumbs up if you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast. If you enjoy the commentary, go ahead and give your boy a thumbs up. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk a little bit about St. Training Camp. I mean, this is the time that we all been waiting for, man. This is the moment uh, that we've been waiting for, man, as Saints fans since last season. I mean, now we know officially uh, when training camp is going to take place, and we know that training camp well, is the official start uh, of the 2021 season. And there are so many storylines going into training camp for the New Orleans Saints. Of course, we know about the quarterback competition that's going to take place. Um, there's also some unanswered questions at the cornerback position, but we're going to talk about that. But first, let's go ahead and take a look uh, at the training camp schedule. Now, um, I, for those that may not have checked it out, I took the liberty to uh, um, post it here uh, for those that probably uh, heard about it but didn't see it. So uh, before I even get into this whole schedule, uh, 
the rookies have to report on July 25th. Okay, rookies and, and injured players have to report on July 25th. Veterans show up on July 27th. Okay, so that's when these guys come to the facility. That's when they have to report. Of course, we see here Friday, July 30th, uh, they're going to have practice with helmets and shells. Then again on the 31st with helmets and shells. Then, then they have a practice with pads on August 5th, Friday, August 6th, and Friday, I mean, Saturday, August 7th. So uh, this is the official schedule right here. August 20th padded practice, 21st padded practice. So that is the official schedule for the New Orleans Saints. And uh, I'm excited. I, I don't know about you, but I'm extremely excited to know uh, that football is just around the corner. I mean, it's kind of hard to come up with these storylines each and every day like I do, man. <laughs> it's kind of hard. Finally, I can have some things I, I want, you know, can, can talk about in some some storylines. So, but let's talk about some of these competitions, man. Of course, we already know about uh, the main competition I just mentioned, uh, Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill. Uh, this is the quarterback competition. Uh, one of these guys is, is going to be the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints uh, the first time in 15 years. Uh, we don't know who the quarterback is going to be. Uh, we've, we've had stability at the quarterback position for the last 15 years in Drew Brees. But these two guys, they have a lot to prove, man. And, and they have a lot of unanswered questions in their own right. You have Taysom Hill, who a lot of people don't consider as a starting quarterback, a guy who, you know, that's been behind Drew Brees all these years, been serving as a Swiss Army knife for the team, a valuable asset to the New Orleans Saints. Then you have Jameis Winston, a guy who was the first pick overall, came into the league with a lot of high expectations, uh, went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They decided not to bring him back. He signs with the Saints last year, and the Saints decided to re-sign him. So he has a lot to prove, okay? A lot of people saying, you know, is Jameis Winston uh, NFL quarterback? Uh, can he can he uh, right the wrongs? Can he uh, stop turning the ball over at an alarming rate? So – that's one storyline. Then you have the cornerback position, the, the cornerback storyline. We don't know who the number two cornerback is going to be. Uh, we don't know if the Saints are going to sign a free agent cornerback before training camp or during training camp. Uh, maybe one of these young guys can step up. We don't know. And, of course, the linebacker position, uh, who is going to be the weak side, who is going to be that weak side linebacker that we need, what is that rotation going to look like? And, uh, you know, just so many – things that we can just choose from going into training camp. But I, I'm happy that training camp is here. I'm happy that the schedule has come out and um, I'm ready to get started. So whatever you have to say, uh, feel free to put them in the comments. I, I really do appreciate your time. I'm going to go ahead and start with my a guy that has the same name as me, Timothy. Timothy says, come back uh, to the state of the open public practice if you're a real fan. Uh, let's see. Come back to the state for the open practice. If I'm a real fan, I'm definitely a real fan. And most likely, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to come back. Uh, I'm at, I don't know if I'm going to come to a uh, training camp, but I'm definitely coming to a few of the games uh, this season. So that's definitely going to happen. Uh, Be kind says uh, Ravens preseason. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Ravens preseason. Uh was that he talking about be talking about Jules? Jules up in here. I know he's a Ravens fan. 
And and and, and first off, Tim, man, how dare you, man? Come on, man. Talking about if I'm a real fan. I'm definitely a real Saints fan. You know, I don't think I have to show up to a practice facility for for my fandom to be in question. Okay, you know what I'm saying? For me to my fandom should never be on the line here. <laughs> I'm a true Saints fan through and through. Uh let's see. Andrea Owen says, who that? Kevin says, what up, TJ? Uh Jerry giving a shout out to Brian. Be kind says August 14th. Uh July 25th is my birthday. Okay. Well, that's something to be excited about. Another birthday. That's a blessing, man. Keynote uh, says, uh, TJ, do you see us making any trades before the start of the season? Uh, Keynote, uh, no, I do not. I don't see that happening. I think the Saints are going to ride with what they have. Uh, do the Saints have a training facility? Yeah, they, ha- they have a training facility in, in Metairie, man. Yeah, they, they have one. <laughs> They've they, they been, you know what I'm saying? They've been out there, man. They've been uh, at that same practice facility. Uh, let's see. Ronnie says, uh, let's go. I can't wait. Who that? Uh, let's see. Other than Richard Sherman, who could you see us picking up uh, at the cornerback position? Uh, probably uh, Steven Nelson is somebody I can see the Saints uh, picking up. Also, uh, DJ Hayden is another guy I feel the Saints can pick up. Both of those guys, I feel like, have some um, games under their belt. Uh, both of these guys, uh, you know, can play uh, some pretty steady corn- cornerback play. You know what I'm saying? They can give you steady cornerback play, rather, so both of those guys I feel like would be uh, a good fit outside of Richard Sherman. Taysom Hill would be chilling with Drew Brees. What's the salary cap looking like? Well, the Saints, uh, they they got some room to make some moves, man. They they have between the contract extension of Ryan Ramchick and um, also just uh, restructuring some deals. They they got some wiggle room in order for them to to uh, you know add some guys to the team. They got some room, and if you uh, you know, get an extension on Marcus Williams as well as Lattimore, then that's a little bit more money that you can deal with, you know, you can be working with. If Taysom Hill can hold on to the football, I think he can be a legit starter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he he has a lot of good qualities. I'm not going to just completely, like, dismiss him. I mean, he completed 70% of his passes, take it for what it's worth. Um, You know, but, you know, man, at the quarterback position, you can't be turning over the football you know, especially like fumbling a football like that, you know, like it's it's not a good thing. Teams teams want to know that they can trust you. They want to know that they 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 can put you in the right position and for you to go out there and execute. And if you're not out there executing and you're fumbling a football all over the place, I mean that's gonna, I mean it's that's gonna lose uh, your teammates' uh, hopes and dreams in you, man. You know what I'm saying? Like they're gonna stop believing in you. And 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 like uh Sean Payton says, you know, when you're carrying that football, you're you're carrying a guy's livelihood, you're carrying a guy's family, you're carrying a guy's like hopes and dreams with that football. So you know, you gotta hold on to the football, but yes, definitely, you know, def definitely, you know, I, I feel like uh, you know, he's a he's a quality quarterback if he can cut down on some of those uh you know, little fumbles. Let's see. Tragic says, who that? Uh, this season is going to be scary, uh, a scary season for real. Uh, in what way we're talking about here, who that? <laughs> who that for life? What, what way are we talking about it? Is it going to be scary good or scary bad? What do you think? What's going on, TJ? LMAO, what's going on, man? Appreciate you for being here. Uh, 
Hill ain't it, Caleb. Well, some people feel like he he's the answer. Some people feel like somebody some people feel like he's the answer. Some people feel like he is not. Okay. Um, I'm not here to change anybody's mind. You can root for who you want, you can believe in who you want. I mean, you got Taysom Hill supporters, you got Jameis supporters. One of these guys are going to be the starting quarterback. That's what we know for sure. Very informative show. Watch a lot. Glenn, thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate you, uh, you know, spending time here and checking out the show. Clay says, man, Richard Sherman needs to come to us already. We'll see, man. He's As long as he's out there, the Saints got a chance. Uh, who would you want to see at quarterback? Jameis Winston? <laughs> Jameis Winston is my choice. Uh, Jameis Winston is a is a guy that I feel in a, in a Sean Payton offense can thrive. So, Jameis Winston is my choice. What's up, TJ? I know that area, Spring Valley and Buckingham and Garland. I work 635 and 75. Yeah, you know, I, I used to uh I used to stay around there. Man, I used to like the man, I could tell you a couple places. I stayed quite a few places. That was during the time when I was young and dumb, and I felt like I had something to prove. When I first got to uh, Dallas, Texas, I stayed on Forrest and Adelia, okay? Um which was like probably like a block down from Buckingham. I used to work out there at the uh, racetrack. That was my first job working at racetrack in Garland. Um, then I ended up staying at Addison. Uh, I stayed like right off Beltline Road. Then I stayed, then I got a townhome that was uh, in Addison as well. Then the final uh, apartment that I stayed in was in Carrollton. So I used to move around a lot, man. I just, like I said, I was just young and, Dumb. I just felt like I had to be proving somebody, you know, had to prove something to somebody. And man, we're just moving around from apartment to apartment. Just, just stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and, it, and the thing about it was, man, I ain't, ain't really know nobody. You know what I'm saying? I was uh, dating a girl at the time, but that was like the only person that I was like uh, interacting with. But that, that didn't make, you know, that ain't make much sense. But I used to move around quite a bit, man. And I definitely used to go out to the like clubs and stuff like that off Beltline and Addison. That used to be my spots over there, man. I, I I wasn't a real big club goer. I was more of a, you know, like a bar guy. I, I like sports bars and, you know what I'm saying, like like uh, bars, that, uh, restaurants that turn into little clubs, you know, at the end of the night. You know, some of them uh, grown and sexy clubs. You know, one of them clubs that you can go to and you have to worry about getting a knife, or, knife in your back or a gunshot wound, you know, places like that. That's what I like. <laughs> yeah, man. But I, I love Dallas, man. I used to love Dallas, man. I, I used to uh, I, I used to go to this club called Slip In. Um, that was almost like downtown Dallas. Yeah, you definitely slipped up in that thing. You know what I'm saying? You definitely slipped in there. It was small. You had to go outside to change your mind. <laughs> uh, but let's see. Uh, I can't wait until football starts. I, look, I think we're all there. I think everybody just anticipating in. And if you think about like everything that has transpired from, you know, the pandemic last season and not having fans and nobody able to go to the facilities and, and watch the team practice and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's amplified. I am so excited for football this season. It would, it would just, you know, it, it just wasn't the same, man. It just wasn't the same last year. You know, they, the, the, you know, the TV, uh, production truck tried to make us believe that, you know, we had that fan experience, but it wasn't the same, man. It wasn't the same. I think he could be who that for life. 
Nothing wrong with that, Caleb, if you think that Taysom can be will be the starting quarterback. Sherman is slow as a turtle. Um, is he the same person? No, but uh, I still think he has he has a little bit left in the tank. We don't expect for him to go out here and be Richard Sherman for Seattle, because if he was, then he wouldn't be out there right now. But I think that when guys start to get older, they start to be able to compensate in other ways. You know, it's almost like I, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, well, a couple of shows back about Vince Carter. You know, Vince Carter, when he first got into the league, he was jumping out the gym, jumping over folks. But Vince Carter ended up turning, you know, just being a, a glorified, you know what I'm saying, like highlight reel to a 20-year career because he developed a jump shot. He was able to shoot threes and he kept himself in the league. So, you know, he wasn't able to jump out the gym like he once did, but he was able to compensate by being becoming a better shooter. When you look at like some of these seasoned veterans, they're able to compensate by doing other things much better. You know what I'm saying? Like being more instinctive or working on their hands and their feet and stuff like that. So Richard Sherman still has something left in the tank. TJ, are there any undrafted free agents you uh, you've been looking at? Um, the only one I could just think of right now on the Saints team to me is uh, Bryce Mitchell. You know what I'm saying? Bryce Mitchell out of Tennessee. Uh, this guy has opportunity to for me to me to make the team, maybe like on special teams as a gunner. Uh, but I, I think that he can actually be uh, something special. You know, also the the kick returner. You know that. Uh, that, that was making a lot of waves, you know, in, in college, you know, another person I feel like that can come in uh, when Deontay Harris, you know, I, I like him a lot, uh, but he does have a tendency of getting hurt from time to time. And also this might be one of those years where his, his role actually, you know, changes. So if you have another guy back there that can return kicks and punts, you got to free up Deontay Harris to do other things. TJ, uh, who do you think uh, we should keep our eye on training camp other than a quarterback position? Uh, to me, keep your eye on Pete Warner, uh, linebacker, second-round pick out of Ohio State. Also, Quan Baker, let's keep an eye on him as well. And also, Keith Washington Jr., man. I, I actually was going to do a whole show focused on Keith Washington Jr. I don't think that guy gets talked about enough. Uh, Keith Washington Jr. might be the answer uh, to our problems. You know, I think that that guy had a really good, solid training camp last season. He's like six foot one. The only knock that people had on him that he was a little bit light. You know, I think he was maybe like 170, 180. But I, I just think that he has the frame to get a little bit bigger. And uh, I, I just I just like this dude a lot, man. I think that people aren't paying that much attention to him. But when he was at West Virginia, man, he was a really good, solid cornerback. And if he can translate to the nfl i mean he has like all the tools he has that wingspan uh he has the speed he has the instincts i mean what we probably looking for probably on this team man i'm I'm telling you man they got some really good they got some really good young uh corners on this team and and also with the addition of chris richard as the secondaries coach i think that some of these guys are going to be able to break through because of that donald says it's the saints uh, going to practice at Tulane this year. Well, they always do. They always do. They, they always have their black and gold scrimmage at Tulane. I, I can see that happening again. I can't remember if that was actually on the schedule or not, but I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Richard Sherman is a corpse now. Uh, I don't think that he's a corpse. Every time I see Richard Sherman out there, he's playing pretty well. I think that, uh, you know, 
he in that Super Bowl, you know, a lot of people were looking at him and you know, but at the same time, man, he was dealing with a knee injury throughout the entire season. Look, like I said, man, he's not the same cornerback he was when he was, you know, playing for Seattle. That's 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 pretty obvious. That's what we have to understand. But can he contribute to a team? Absolutely. Can he contribute to the Saints? Absolutely. Piano Dean says, hey, TJ, I am in Columbia, Mississippi, visiting family. Nothing in the world like Mississippi humidity in July. Man, you ain't lying, Piano Dean. Man, I went out there to to Mississippi to, uh, to visit my, my mom and my family a couple uh, weeks ago. I forgot how hot it was out there. Man, I was out there talking to my cousin for like five minutes. She stayed like right up the hill from my mom. And um, I'm talking about, man, I was like, Beam, sweating beams out there beams of sweat coming down my face i'm like man i forgot how hot it is out here <laughs> yeah but it is a, it's a different type of heat out there in mississippi man i mean i was like man I, I completely forgot brian says do you think Jameis winston can get on a good roll in his first six games i like teddy bridgewater um did when he uh played here uh yeah I think he can do that. I think it's possible. I think that Jameis Winston can get on a roll. I think that Jameis Winston uh, can play pretty well. I, I was talking on uh, the Black and Gold uh, Hour uh, podcast with Merv. Uh, Shouts out to Merv, man. Y'all check it out. I did an interview with him on today. And uh, y'all subscribe to the channel, man. Y'all can check it out, Black, uh, Black and Gold Hour podcast. And I was just talking a little bit about Jameis Winston. I said Jameis Winston is a... It's it's a, a weird situation, right? Jameis Winston, no matter what, <laughs> no matter what angle he comes from, like you could actually see it. Like Jameis Winston could come out this year and be league MVP, and it wouldn't surprise you. Jameis Winston can come out here, throw 40 interceptions. I mean, uh 30 interceptions, and it wouldn't surprise you. He could throw 40 touchdowns and it wouldn't surprise you. He can get benched and it wouldn't surprise you. He can like be a starter and it wouldn't surprise you. He can win comeback player of the year and it wouldn't surprise you. Like it, it, he is like one of those guys where whatever angle he comes from, like it wouldn't surprise you. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious, man. I never seen a situation like this. I never seen a guy who, you know what I'm saying? When you have, his it, ceiling is so high in <laughs> a basement is so low i've never seen anything like this man and it's like if, if, if it happens you're not surprised anyway in any way shape or form i've, I've never experienced i've never seen any player like that before like when i'm evaluating a player talking about a player i've never seen anything like this like it's always like you th- you expect this person to be really really good or expect this person to not be so good or be really, really bad. Like he falls into any category and it wouldn't surprise you. It, it wouldn't. Uh, you got to be on some drugs. Uh, Hill is a backup. Well, look, I said, we'll see, you know, like we'll see, but I, I'm pretty sure that um, I'm pretty sure he's going to try to give it the old college try, as I would say on here on the show all the time, as I say, um, but I, I don't see him starting, man. I just don't. I don't see if Jameis Winston comes in game, I, I can't see Taysom Hill beating him out. My big brother EJ says, what up, SOTS Nation? What's going on, EJ, man? Appreciate you being here, man. 
Uh, TJ, I heard that Zach Bond has been working with TJ Watt and JJ Watt. Yeah, I saw that, man. Shouts out to Nick Underhill, posted that on Twitter. Uh, I saw that. And, um, hey, I mean, that's that uh, Wisconsin Badger love right there. You know, they all went to Wisconsin. So, I mean, when you go to Wisconsin, you have uh, special perks like working out with two of the best defensive players in football. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, thank you very much for the $2. Says, I'm going to show up at y'all camp uh, just to uh, to tick off the floor. <laughs> well, look, it seems like you're living your best life, Aaron Rodgers, and uh seems like you're really enjoying – you know, uh, just the all season and, and not being around a facility. Maybe you're just trying to get your mind right before you have to go and deal with that. Nothing wrong with that error, you know. And if you want to take off a week one, I wouldn't be mad at you either. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Conley, uh, Sean Payton likes them Buckeyes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Empty Minded Gaming says, what up? Who that nation? What's going on, Empty Minded Gaming? Appreciate you being here. Nick said, oh, yeah, I already read that one. Who that nature for life says he played against sorry teams. How he good, uh, how good the defense helped him. I guess you're talking about the Falcons defense or the Saints defense, one or the other. Uh, the Falcons defense wasn't very good and Taysom lit him up. Uh, when he went up against like certain defenses like uh, Vic Fangio defense, uh, he struggled. Uh, even with Philadelphia's defense, he struggled. So, I mean, but. I just think that it had a lot to do more so with nerves, more so than his play. I mean, when you're coming in a game and <laughs> you're replacing arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, you'll be nervous too. Jameis shows he can win if he makes the right call. Yeah, you know, put Jameis in the right position, he'll succeed, you know. But, I mean, you got to take the bad with the good. I don't look – if anybody think that Jameis Winston is ever going to be a single – uh, interception quarterback, I feel like they sadly mistaken. Like Jameis Winston has always drawn his fair share of interceptions, even when he was at Florida State. The thing about it was, you know, Jimbo Fisher did a really good job putting pieces around him to be able to complement his skill set. You know, it's all like he, him, like I know a lot of people compare, compare Patrick Mahomes to Brad Ford, but Jameis Winston to me reminds me a lot of Brad Forbes. Like you just got to take the good with the bad and hopefully the bad doesn't show up at the, uh, at the, <laughs> at the worst time. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, in a playoff game or something like that, you know, but he, he definitely reminds me of that. You know, it's almost like a no, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. Type situation, you know? So uh, you got to take the, you got to take, you know, some of those interceptions, man, you you got to understand that he is going to make mistakes. That's never going to change. And I'm, I'm comfortable with that. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable with it. As long as the, the mistakes uh, don't, uh, <laughs> don't outweigh the success. I'm fine. You know, I'm fine with it. Long, long as he's drawing, like, you know, long as he ain't out there just drawing more picks than Razor Ramon, I'm good. What's your prediction on how many games the Saints will win? Oh, I got the Saints winning 11 games, Kenneth. Jew says this, Seattle cut Richard Sherman. I'll wait so I wouldn't have to trade anyone. Uh, they didn't cut him. No, he decided to, uh, he decided to um, first off, he became his own representation and he ended up signing with the 49ers on his own. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks just decided not to sign him back, but it, with that, it had very little to do with Richard Sherman and a whole lot to do with Russell Wilson. 
they wanted to make the team a little bit more Russell Wilson friendly uh, because you still had guys that were on the defensive side of the ball that had dominant personalities and they wanted Russell Wilson to transition to being that leader uh, and they had to get rid of some of the, they had to get rid of those defensive guys in order for him to uh, become their leader. Because when you have guys like Earl Thomas and Richard Sherman and guys like that, outspoken on the team, their voice can be a little bit louder than that of a Russell Wilson. I'm going to go ahead and uh, open up the phone lines, uh, see what you all have to say. Uh, feel free to chime in, uh, talk a little bit about Saints training camp. Uh, what do you, what are you looking forward to? What storylines are you looking forward to? Your training camp. I go. I'm gonna go ahead and put the link down in the in the comments. Uh, Ghostface Griller, thank you very much for the ten dollars. Says not missing this one. Who that? Ghostface Griller, thank you so much. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for your support. My big brother EJ Jones became a YouTube member. Thank you so much for being a supporter, big bro. Appreciate that love right there. Uh, let's see. Bryce, Bryce Thompson. Yeah, Bryce Thompson. I don't know why I said Bryce Mitchell. I'm sorry. Who the hell is Bryce Mitchell? <laughs> yeah, Bryce Thompson. I couldn't think. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what he can do. Uh, not over Aaron Rodgers. He's not of the best to ever play the game. He definitely is one of the best to play the game, okay? Um, I don't buy into that whole Super Bowls determine how great you are type thing. Like, when it comes to to passing the football when it comes to uh air you know what I'm saying when it comes to arm talent it don't get no better than Aaron Rodgers okay I, I'm sorry I don't I, I just don't I don't buy into that nonsense about how many Super Bowls you got you know that's that's what we find ourselves trying to validate players but I don't think a Super Bowl tells the whole story are you telling me that Joe Flacco is better than Dan Marino uh nah it doesn't always tell the whole story uh, go to Jack. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Uh, hey, before I get to what I was going to talk about as far as like the storylines for the season, I just want to tell you, you just said something there that I totally agree with. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks get judged by Super Bowls, and it's so stupid because nobody else goes through that. Yeah. If we're going to say that Tom Brady is better than Aaron Rodgers because of rings, then we got to say that Julian Edelman is better than Terrell Owens. Right. You know what I'm saying? We got to say that uh, James White is a better running back than Barry Sanders. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's like I've been saying that that's been my argument forever, but you can't tell tell these ESPN fanboys nothing. You know what I mean? No, you can't. You can't, man. And and that and that's ridiculous. You know, I don't I, I don't feel like a, a person should be determined on how many Super Bowls they win, especially when football is such a team sport. Yeah, and quarterbacks are the only ones who have to deal with that. No no other player position has to deal with that. Right. But um Dude, the story I'm 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 looking most forward to. I mean, it was going to be cliche, but it's Jameis. I mean, who else can it really? That's what this whole season is really about. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to take away from the rest of the team because the rest of the team's pretty good. But I just want to see. Um, you know what's really funny? You know what really makes this interesting? And nobody's really talking about this. What's okay, that? so do you remember when we thought Russell Wilson was going to be available for like a week or whatever? Yeah. And you remember when the mayor of New Orleans uh, made like a little video trying to welcome Russell Wilson to the city and she did like a little dance and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember think that probably pissed Jameis off. And I think that's probably going to put a, a chip on Jameis' shoulder to play extra good. So I'm thinking Jameis is going to go out there on a mission just off of that hmm. on top of everything else he's got going on. You good know, point, Josh. Good I wouldn't point. be surprised if his first touchdown, he looks right at the camera. What's the mayor of New Orleans game name again? 
I want to say Cantrell. But true, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. His first touchdown pass, James takes off his helmet, looks at the camera, and says, "Cantrell, this one's for you." You know. What I, mean? <laughs> but, I mean, I would. You know, I mean, especially like when she jumped out the window like that. But I mean, I can understand. I can understand the. Uh, how, how she feels. I mean, I'm a I'm a Russell Wilson fan. My Russell Wilson fan myself, so I'm not mad at it. But now nah, you can't do that. <laughs> well, I mean, from Jameis' perspective, though, Jameis is pro- probably looked at it like what in the world, you know? Right. But um, Jameis is going to have, like you said, Jameis is going to have a lot of interceptions at least in the first half of the season because even though the coaches have been working with him for the last year, mm-hmm. he's only worked out his kinks in practice. He hasn't actually worked out his kinks in the field of play yet. So right. he still has to go through that. Mm. Um, but once we get past the first six or seven games, mm-hmm. I feel like that interception rate will go way down and we'll just start seeing basically 90% good Jameis, 10% bad Jameis. You know what I'm saying? As right. where the first half of the season, it's probably going to be like 50-50 touchdown interception. But it's yeah. going to be some exciting stuff. Jameis is going to keep things interesting. And, you know, he's talented. He's every bit as talented as Russell Wilson was, is. He mm. just hasn't maximize that potential yet so yeah you know i, I guess that's, that's my thing i agree man i mean I, I think he has a lot to prove uh i'm not i'm not really sold on highlights because you know you got to put the keyword on it highlights um i want to see how it translates to the field josh and hopefully we we see some good moments from Jameis. but i appreciate it josh thank you so much man thank you all right take it easy all right, man. Yes. Shouts out to Josh, man. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, man. I, I want to see it in real time. I, I want to see it happen. I want to see what he can do on the field. All the, all those highlights and, you know, and getting a, a photographer and all that kind of stuff. That's cool and all, man. But is it going to translate to the field? Is he going to go out there and ball out? It, 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 that's what I want to know. Ghostface, thank you very much for the five dollars uh, says who that. Um, let's see. Inevitable says, not me, TJ. I'm comfortable with him throwing the ball away. Well, look, that's the thing. Like, man, I'm telling y'all right now, and I'm just preparing you. Like, we as Saints fans are so spoiled, especially over the last three to four years, watching Drew Brees uh, throw so many touchdowns and very little interceptions. So everybody that comes in, no matter who the quarterback is, we're going to expect the, the same type of play. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just not because I just know that Drew Brees is different. Drew Brees is, is a different cat. He wired different. He prepares different. His decision-making is different. He's different. But in the process, he made us all, you know what I'm saying, have a this standard of what great quarterbacking is supposed to look like. We never seen this before as Saints fans. Never really seen what great quarterback play is supposed to look like when it comes to the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints until Drew got here. And now it's like we're going to be comparing any one of these guys, Razzis, Taysom or Jameis, to Drew. Well, Drew would have threw that away. Well, Drew would have Drew would have threw that down. Well, Drew would have would have threw it down the field. Or Drew would have looked looked away and threw the pass. You know, like. We, we, we can't help ourselves all i'm saying is this the tiger can't change his stripes okay now do i think he's going to throw 30 interceptions no he is not but do i think that he is going to throw double digit interceptions would not surprise me at all 
It, I mean, it's just what it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Most of most of Drew Brees' best statistical seasons, he threw double-digit interceptions. So I'm not – that's not a deal-breaker for me. My my thing is, like, when are you throwing these interceptions? Are they causing you games? You know what I'm saying? Or are you just, Are you trying to make something work? Are you forcing it? Like, I have no problem with that. I'm prepared for it. I don't want to see 20 interceptions. I don't want to see 25 interceptions. But uh, if it's like between, you know, 12 and 15, I ain't mad at it. Uh, there's an opportunity for Winston, just like there was for Testaverde, <laughs> who got the Jets to the AFC Championship game and playing until 44. Uh, yeah, Vinny in the Jets. <laughs> uh, we about to go to uh, the OG of the State of Saints podcast. We got Jerry Poor Jr., Jerry, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's Jerry, going can on? TJ Jones, the host. Yes, sir. Uh, I can, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. Can you hear me loud and clear? Yeah, I can. I can hear you. All right, good, good. What's going on? All right. Man, nothing, nothing much, man. Nothing much. All Just right. ready for, uh, for Saints training camp. Well, what do you think about Saints training camp and – uh, how do you think the New Orleans Saints are going to uh, fare out this season, man? What, what storylines are you looking forward to in training camp? I'm really looking forward to it, TJ. I, I really am. See what see what see who makes the team and who don't. My, my only concern is in September. <laughs> What's that? Why 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 are you concerned in September? Because I'm waiting to see who if Aaron Rodgers is going to play against us in the second Sunday in September, whether he go or not, because if he does, we're going to have a tough game. But if he don't play, we're going to have a field day running up and down the field, scoring points like you know what. Yeah, I mean, well, I can't say that. I I still think that Green Bay is still a formidable team, even if Aaron Rodgers plays or not. And we can't fall into that trap. You know, that's something I feel like the Saints – uh that that that's that's kind of bit them in a behind over the last couple of years. I mean, I feel like even with that Philadelphia Eagles game, right? They should have won that game. But they they yeah. they heard all these storylines about Jalen Hurts starting and stuff like that. And they thought he was just this this rookie that wasn't going to be prepared. And he went mm-hmm. out there, man, with this with this confidence, you know, and, and he was out there, man, willing and dealing. So th- they yeah. cannot they cannot uh take the bait here, man. You know, even if Aaron Rodgers does not play you want to go out there and play your best football man offensively and defensively but the storyline for training camp man what what are you looking at what what training what training camp storyline intrigues you well tj uh one of the storylines i'm looking at is these uh one of these uh guys we got in the draft like kwan baker and you know i'm saying pete uh warner Mm -hmm. uh, also uh adebo right Uh, to me to me i think even if Marshawn Lattimore gets suspended, I don't know how many games, Adebo can take that take that role while while he uh serving suspension, you know, right? Because any because anything can happen before right. before the start of the season, anything can happen. Yeah, you know, I mean that's why you have to have these guys prepared, and that's that's one of the uh, things that uh you know who that nation members been asking me, man, about Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, that's the question mark right now. Is he going to get suspended? And if he does, how many games? 
But the Saints have a very young uh, secondary, um, especially at the cornerback position. Yes, but they got the right guy for the job. You know, they got Chris Richard, and I have a lot of confidence in this guy. I, I not only think that me too the secondary is going to get better, I just think that the defense as a whole is going to get better because, I mean, I look Absolutely. at that Dallas Cowboy defense, man, when he was there and Rob Marinelli was the defensive coordinator, but – he had his fingerprints all over that, man. So I think that this is going to be an upgrade defensively just having him, uh, you know. I mean, I think about some of those young cornerbacks he had when he was in Seattle. I mean, he got those guys paid, and he got mm-hmm. those, had those guys being all pros and pro bowlers. So, I mean. I but, agree with you. Yeah, man. But, Jerry, uh, you got anything else for us, man? Uh, not a whole lot, man. Just to say hello to you, to your family, and hello to everybody that's in the chat. Who that to everybody? I hope everybody is doing well. Know that the OG loves you all so much, and there's absolutely nothing y'all can do about it. This is our year. Let's get it done. Yes, sir. Jerry Poor. Thank you so much, man. OG of the State of the Saints podcast. Appreciate you for chiming in, man. Yes, sir. All right, take care. Blessed. Yeah. Yeah, man, an OG right there, man. Shouts out to his Wi-Fi finally coming through. <laughs> we always have connection problems every time Jerry uh, chime in, man. But so glad that uh got opportunity to hear from the OG, man. He was able to uh, finish his thoughts, man. Appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brady uh, had helped his whole uh, season. Just like this year, Breeze played with a messed up arm and still pulled up numbers on the books. But Brady is the GOAT. Shaking my head. Yeah, man, look, I ain't got no problem with nobody calling Tom Brady the GOAT, uh, but they got other great quarterbacks that are out here, you know, like that that I feel like are better than Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the greatest winner of all time. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, he's a winner. But as far as the greatest quarterback of all time, like, I still think that belongs to Joe Montana. You know, I just think the circumstances that Joe was under – uh, you know, the defenses, the you know, like, man, people can German suplex you, close line you, you know, like, man, man, it, it was just a whole different beast, man. I just feel like the rules are tailor made for somebody like a Tom Brady to succeed. Anything that, that puts him behind the eight ball, the, the, the committee, the referee committee coming back and talking about, we need to change this and can't go at the quarterback legs. Can't, can't uh, touch him. You know, you got to put a Snuggie on the ground and, and you know what I'm saying, tuck them in at night. Like, it, it's, it's, it's just a, a different time, man. It's just a whole different ball game. To me, Joe Montana is the greatest quarterback of all time, okay? He is. I mean, that, that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. We're going to go to Quinn. Uh, Quinn, uh, what's going on, man? What's up, brother? What's up, man? Uh, what you got for us? <clears throat> what we talking about? The little um, training camp, right? Yeah, you're talking about training camp, man. Talking about training camp, talking about anything else that you have on your mind, man. Feel free. Well, that training camp, I can't wait for that. I'm going, I'm, I'm going to one of them. I'm okay. In, yeah, I'm going to go up there. But, um, but yeah, I was saying, though, I, I, I had put it in, uh, ch- uh, I mean, the chat. I was saying, like, even if we do get richer, right, mm-hmm. we got to start getting over hype. Because even if he do come, you know how we got a history of every time we get somebody with a name, about the time they first game come, guess what end up happening all the time? They end up always injured every time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, for one, we got to just stop wondering about that so much. And it's like, I feel like 
we got to just have confidence in them. I feel like they know what they're doing. Right. You get what I'm saying? Because I feel like if they really was in panic mode and not win mode, they'll get more people. And it's right. shown that they, they don't need as many people. Because I see it myself. I don't think we really need nobody, to be honest with you. Right. I think everybody good enough. I just think they everybody's afraid mm-hmm. because of this the, the fact that we don't know who's going to be the starter, quote-unquote. We already know who's going to actually be the starter. Right. But we just acting like we don't know who it is. But you know what I'm saying? It's just... I don't know, bro. I just can't really wait. That's yeah. really yeah, I can't wait till the season started. And then people like I say, <coughs> ooh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. But you know what I have said, like, um, long as we got Camara, bro, and Thomas, bro, we will always win, bro. Mm-hmm. It don't matter if we don't win. It, it don't matter if we're gonna feed it or another other stuff. I know for facts if we got them two people, we straight regardless. Yeah. It just named Camara the second best uh running back in the league. Yeah, I seen that, that, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he really could be number one, but he never hit a thousand yet. We just waiting on him that thousand. Once he hit that thousand, bro, that man is number one automatically. Hmm. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, Elvin Kamara is that that new breed of running back. You know, like I think that you know everybody's looking for an Elvin Kamara type running back, a guy that can catch out of the backfield, also run between the tackles, and can be that every down back, man. I mean. Alvin Kamara it has it all, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he's, he, a lot of people last season, you know, question, can he be that guy that run between the tackles, man? I think he answered that question for everybody. You know what I'm saying? He would have had a thousand yards if he didn't catch COVID. And, um, you know, I mean, we seen those six uh, touchdowns that he ran against the Vikings on Christmas right. day. Dude is special, man. No doubt about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But uh, Quinn, uh, you got anything else, man? I got one more question. Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> What's your setup? What you use? What kind of camera you use to do this? Uh, man, I got a Logitech uh, C920. Man, that's the name of uh. Well, how you cam? So how you uh, doing? Uh, say that again. So how you doing live right now? Oh, I, I, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just doing live with my webcam right now, man. Oh, okay, uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is this is a really good uh, webcam and um probably like one of the best that they have out there. Can't go wrong with any uh Logitech uh webcam, man. They have like some of the best webcams and there's also like different softwares that you can put on there, man, to adjust it and uh you know make it look as clear as possible, man. Mm-hmm. And I got one more question. What you uh, what you see yourself doing with this like with this thing stuff? Like you ever see yourself like doing anything for them? Um uh, I'm kind of like my, I, man, I just marched to the beat of my own drum. I, I, I'm going to lie to you, man. I actually like what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Building a brand, you know what I'm saying? Building the State of Saints podcast brand. You know, I mean, if opportunity presents itself, if I was asked or something like that to work for the team, I have no problem with that. But I just think that what I'm doing and. and like, would you, you ever try to like do interviews with the players or something like that? I mean, I still, I got opportunities to do that, man, to be honest with you, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, like, you know, I mean, that's the, one of the main reasons, you know, I, I decided to get my broadcasting license and stuff like that, media license. Because, I mean, it gives you access to, like, certain things that you you wouldn't do, you know? Like, you know, so anybody that's out there in broadcasting, you know, you, you want to make sure that you, you know, go out here and try to get your media credentials. And it's not as hard as you you think, you know? It's just a matter of applying you know, to your state's board and, uh, you know, and if you do anything in broadcasting or anything like that, just, you know, fill out that app and get yourself uh, certified, man. Mm-hmm. But nah, but as far as like, you know, thinking about working at a major network or 
doing anything for the team. I mean, if if I could, yeah, but that's not my goal, man. I'm, I, I'd rather just do my own thing, you know, grow this podcast. Uh, and probably when I, once I get to a certain level, maybe people mm-hmm. that's interested in Saints football, you know what I'm saying, start my own uh, broadcasting network, man. I, that's my goal, start my own media network. Something that, that you know, that just focus on the Saints around the clock, you know what I'm saying, different shows, different things that, you know, focus on the team. All right, bet. I like that. Yeah, man. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for uh, calling in. Call back anytime, Quinn. Yeah, blessings. Yeah, uh, man. Take it easy. Yeah, man. I mean, that's my goal. You know, like, I, I, I just, I, I just want to be my own, my own boss, man. I don't want to work for anybody. You know, <laughs> I want to work for me. You know, like, I, I want to, I want to help other people. You know, I want to help other people grow and reach their, their goals. You know, I see like all these people starting their own media networks and stuff like that. that that's what I want to do, man. Like help other people like build their brands. Once you know, I establish this brand to a point where I'm comfortable enough to be able to, you know, do seminars and you know, scout talent and stuff like that, and help them like build their brand. That's that's what I want. I mean, so you don't have to worry. But like, because I feel like if you start working for networks and stuff like that, and certain stations, it feel like they kind of handicap you. Oh, you can't say this. So you say it this. Don't don't like. I don't. I don't want to fall into that man I, I like the i like the authenticity when i get behind this this mic man I, I i like that i don't feel like i gotta be uh handcuffed or restrained or i gotta think twice about what i'm saying like that that ain't the way to go i want to do my own thing uh let's see i'm gonna let's see it's called an inevitable inevitable says uh bucks have one good year and now the fans won't keep quiet <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they won the Super Bowl, man. I wouldn't be quiet either. I, look, if the Saints won the Super Bowl right now, all of us, all of us would be acting a plum fool right now. Come on now. Come on now. Let's just be real right now. Everybody be losing their mind. Uh, let's see. Let's see. M in a Dream uh, is next. Uh, M in a Dream, what's going on? What's up, man? Hey, how you doing? So my first time watching your show and i'm liking it so far but hey, I got thank a you i got uh-huh. a question for you mm-hmm. who do you think the saints should start week one james winston or Taysom hill uh i'm a well let me ask you this let me ask you who do you think should start i gotta say Taysom hill man okay why now, why you say james, Taysom? Mm-hmm. james the problem obviously is the turnovers but right. the thing about james winston is that like if you look at his Bucks team that he had to work with in 2019, that last year he was with the Bucks, he had a mm-hmm. pretty darn good roster. He had Shaquille Barrett, he had Jason Pierre-Paul, he had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. He had receivers, he had a good team, and he still threw those turnovers, and he still had 33 touchdowns, which isn't bad, but that turnover. The Saints are yeah. exactly a good team. They have Michael Thomas is coming back next year, who I think is the best receiver in the league when he is healthy because he's right. proven it. He has over he. He, he's really good, has 1,000-yard-plus seasons pretty much every year that he's been healthy. You have guys like Michael Thomas. You have a good defense. You have DeMario Davis. You have Cam Jordan on that D-line. So you mm-hmm. have a pretty darn good team. And I feel like Taysom Hill's been there longer. He knows the system better than Jameis Winston. And Jameis Winston, that turnover thing is the only thing that holds me back from starting Jameis Winston week one. Because Jameis mm-hmm. had a good team in, in Tampa Bay, and he just couldn't get it done. And Tom Brady comes in. And he wins them a Super Bowl with the same exact team. The only different additions were Rob Gronkowski and Antonio Brown, who came like week 10 or week 11 last year. Otherwise, yeah. it was pretty much the same exact team. And Jameis Winston couldn't do nothing with the Bucks. 
and you expect him to come in and do something with the Saints? No, Tamis, Taysom Hill has been the laundry. He knows his system. And I feel like they should give Taysom Hill the chance to be starting quarterback. Yeah, I mean, look, that's a that's a good point. And I'm I'm not mad at that that take. You know, you asked me about who I feel like would should be the starter. I say Jameis. And I mean, I think you have some good points, but here's why I feel like it, it differs. When you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers earlier last season, you seen Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady was on a trajectory to throw like 22 interceptions that entire season. But what happened was during the bye week, they changed up their offense. They made it a more of a Tom Brady friendly type offense. They took like some of the plays that he he used to use out there in New England and they started to implement that into their playbook. The difference is they're not going to do that with Jameis Winston because Jameis Winston hasn't proven that he deserves that. Like Tom Brady comes in, he won six Super Bowls. I mean, come on, man. Like if Tom Brady says this isn't working for me, you're going to listen. Because this guy, I mean, is a winner. So I feel like that's that's a little bit different. Bruce Arians is extremely stubborn, and it had to take somebody like Tom Brady in order for him to change his mind when it comes to it. The only difference I feel like between Sean Payton and Bruce Arians is they're both arrogant. They're both cocky. But Sean Payton is, is willing to adjust the way that he calls plays to make it more friendly to whoever is the quarterback. You know, I feel like well, whoever the quarterback is, rather it's Taysom or Jameis, uh, he's going to he's going to create an offense that is friendly to that guy. I don't feel like Bruce Arians would do that. Bruce Arians has been using the same offense every single place he's went because he believes in his system. But it wasn't until he actually changed his system and made it more of a New England based system is when they start winning uh, games and they won that Super Bowl. So. That's the re- reason I feel like Jameis would be, uh, you know, the starting quarterback because I feel like Sean Payton feel like, you know, he can, he can change him. You know, he can change him and make him a better version of himself. But we'll see, man. That's a that's a good point that you have. That that's that's interesting. But uh, before you go, what about a storyline? What storyline are you looking forward to uh, with training camp? Oh, I guess he, he must have hung up. Well, thank you so much for calling in. You know, thank you for calling in, man. Call back anytime. Feel free. All right. Shouts out, man. New call in the room. Okay. Shouts out to him. Uh, let's see. Uh, read a few comments, then we'll go to uh Caleb. Let's see. This young caller uh, never seen uh the dark bag years. Well, look, I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. He's young. But at the same time, I mean, look, he's a Taysom Hill fan. I can understand that. And he made some good points, man. He he brought it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, what he was saying made a lot of sense. You know, it made a lot of sense, man. Like, so, shouts out to him, man. He knows his football. He, he knows his football. Uh, let's see. Okay, Money Moves. Casual says, y'all ever hear of a cheeseburger pizza? It's crazy good. Never heard of that. <laughs> Never heard of that. Uh, let's see. We're going to go to... Uh, Nikayla says, thank you. Uh, now we're going to go to uh, Caleb. Caleb, what's going on, man? How you doing? Can you hear me? What's up, TJ? How you doing, bro? I'm doing all right, man. So what you got for us? Yeah, you can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. Uh, just, all right. I was just popping in, seeing what's good, saying who that to the fan, you know? And who that? Who that? But um, basically... But basically, um, let's see. 
Well, let's go ahead and get started. Like, let, let, what do you think about training camp, man? The schedule out. So what do, we, what do you think about training camp? What, what storyline are you looking forward to, man? Cornerback, linebacker, Taysom Hill, Jameis. What's going on here, man? Well, mainly I'm looking at um, – I wouldn't say the quarterback position because I think, mm-hmm. like, like everybody knows, even though I, I think Taysom Hill – can definitely be a starter. I mean, if you know, if not, then look at Lamar Jackson. You know, you'd have to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, I think the biggest thing is the cornerback uh, situation and the, you know, how we paper thin at the cornerback position. Right. And um, I don't know. I think, I think from what I saw post on the Devo, I think he could be a very, very good, uh, you know, year one starter. Even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, the cornerback position is, is very intriguing, man, because you have a lot of young players and we really don't know if we need to go out there. It, it's almost like, OK, he kind of fell off, but it was like when Lattimore and Ken Crawley played on the opposite side of each other when they both were rookies. Ken Crawley played pretty good. You know, he was pretty solid as a number two. His second year, I mean, it was questionable. Maybe there's we have like one of these situations going right. on where a guy plays so well you don't have to go out there. And honestly, if they do, that would be a good thing because now you can take some money and invest it in somewhere else. Maybe like the linebacker position or something like that where you're missing somebody. Maybe you can get somebody like a KJ Wright who's still out there. You know, maybe a linebacker that's solid, another veteran that can maybe you can negotiate some with Quan Alexander. So I mean. I mean, if, if you have a, a cornerback that can go out there that can that you feel comfortable with being a number two, I mean that that would be great. Uh, but what are you okay? So let's talk about right. quarterback position, man. What about uh Jameis or Taysom? You you say you leaning more towards Taysom, right? Well, okay. Why I, why is the that? The only reason, and this this is. Well, because I believe when there's a lot of pressure, James mm-hmm. gets into this bubble and he kind of sits there and he's like, oh, I do it with the football and might throw it into coverage, which is fine if you can make them what you can. But in right. those situations when there's like a five, six-man pass rush, however much, you right. know, he kind of gets flustered and everything. That's where mm-hmm. I think Taysom Hill can – you know, he sees that pressure. He's not thinking twice. He's running, and he's taking it. The only yep. thing, like I said, is if he can hold on to that football, if you hold on to that football, you can – I think he can do quite like Lamar Jackson, you know, dare I say better. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, here's the, but this is the thing, Caleb, and this – my, this the, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Does it concern you that Taysom Hill – who has been injured throughout college, right? And he's a dual-threat running quarterback. Does that concern you that he will be able to, you know, stay healthy, especially now that you have 17 games instead of 16? That don't concern you a little bit? Certainly, certainly. You know, that's just – but, you know, I I do think this, that uh, that – football as a sport we're going we're leaning more towards a quarterback who can 
escape pocket, make plays with his feet. And, right. you know, Taysom can do that. I just uh, – I, I don't think he'll be do it as much, you know, okay. versus the Swiss Army knife pull that he's made, you know. Right. Well, that makes sense, kid. But I do think, think if we're talking about Jameis Winston, it, mm-hmm. if, if um, Jameis Winston, like everybody said, this is, you know, the narrative, the mm-hmm. turnovers, turnovers. Mm-hmm. If he can turn – if he can, if he can – you know, minimize the turnovers. I think he mm-hmm. can be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and I don't mean that, you know, yeah. lightly. I mean that legitimately. I think he's a very, very good quarterback. You know, yeah. And I think learning behind Drew Brees. I mean, you know, as a Saints fan, we're gonna, yeah, he's the best of all time. You know, right? Exactly. Love Drew. Yeah. You know, but I think learning behind him, even even in that game, saw him. The first two times that he went to pass the football, he looked at Alvin Kamara and checked it without hesitation. Right. You know? And I think that right there is just, you know, clear evidence that that James Winston definitely can do this, you yeah. know, and still push the ball down on the field. Yeah. I mean, look, both of these guys got some unanswered questions. I said that at the beginning of the show. But these, these questions are going to be answered, man. One of these guys are going to be the starting quarterback, no doubt about that. But Caleb, thank you so much, man. Call back anytime, brother. And uh, you have a good night, man. All right, take it easy. Yeah, man. Shouts out to Caleb, man. I mean, good points, man. Like, got some Taysom Hill supporters here to on the State of the Saints podcast, man. I'm, I'm excited about that. You know, like <laughs> every now and then, um, you know, you know, the show goes uh in a direction you don't expect it to go. You know, I mean for for the last couple of weeks, every time I talk about Jameis versus Taysom, you have people that are coming in, man, it's Jameis, 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 Jameis. You know what I'm saying? So to get some Taysom Hill supporters on here, man, that's, that's pretty that's pretty awesome, man. Uh, feel free to chime in. Uh, those that, you know, want to uh, make a comment about Saints training camp, uh, what storylines are you looking forward to, uh, feel free to, uh, you know, Call in. Let me know what you think about it. But in the meantime, I want to let everybody know that the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Okay, Manscaped.com. Summer is here. And are you ready to unveil your beach bod? You're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard me right. The Lawnmower 4.0. Compliment your dad bod or six pack with a trim from the leader in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for a hot guy summer. So I got a promotion for you. If you use the promo code State of Saints, you will save 20% off. State of Saints, all one word, you will save 20% off, okay? So thank you to the fine folks at Manscaped and Manscaped is the place to go for all your male grooming needs. All right. Back to the comments. Back to the comments. I like this one right here. Jamal says, I use Manscaped. Well, I appreciate that. Man- <laughs> if you're using Manscaped, please use the promo code State of Saints. <laughs> uh, let me see. This man passed for 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, one of only four quarterbacks acting like this man is a scrub. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that 
he's not a scrub. Uh, anybody that thinks that Javis Winston is a scrub, they're sadly mistaken. I just think that people just don't like those 30 interceptions and what he had, like four or five fumbles, you know, so they, they definitely ain't feeling that. And I can't say I blame him. So hopefully this guy can, you know, correct those mistakes. I believe in Jameis. I'm 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 naive enough to believe that this guy is going to turn a corner and be a really good quarterback. Uh, y'all, the greatest, strongest, roughest, toughest, quickest, fastest, realest group of Saints fans I ever connected with. Love you. <laughs> Shouts out to Jerry. Um, Kai says, I'm going to. I'm going, uh, got to be at work at 5 a.m. Y'all stay up and stay safe. Good night to all and to all a good night. Kai, uh, be careful out there, man. You take it easy, man. Have a good night. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, but at my workplace, they add bacon, onion, mushrooms, and mixed cheese as well. Casual decks uh, definitely making a lot of people hungry. If I wasn't trying to cut back on uh, some of the fast food, I'd definitely be running out there trying to find me one. Uh, let's see. Uh, Slim says, I want to see. Who start next? Ian Yamada and Demario. That's a good. That's a good uh, matchup too, man. I'm I, I, I'm going to say Shy Tuttle is going to start. I'm going to say Shy Tuttle is going to start. To all you guys, uh, manscape your stuff. Trust me, the ladies love it. Yes, yes. Use manscape and use the promo code State of Saints. <laughs> and also hit the thumbs up button if you're enjoying the State of Saints podcast. If you're enjoying the State of Saints podcast, you like the commentary. You want the show to grow, go ahead and hit that thumbs up so, you know, people can know about the show. I appreciate everybody, all my day oneers, my day 758ers. I love y'all as well. You know, anybody that's taking the time out to check out the show, uh, I really do appreciate it. You know, thank y'all so much, man. Appreciate that. Much love to you. Um, Jameis talking that talk and walking it too. Well, Nick, we, we got to see the walk now. We got to see the walk. We see the talk. A lot of talking going on. A lot of talk, talk, talking. Like the talking, but we got to see the walking, okay? We got to see the walking, okay? Um, the walking is going to take place within the season. Like all this, all these highlights and stuff like that, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It got us salivating. It got us hungry. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You got to prove it. You got to prove it if you are the starting quarterback. Week one, we will see who's the starter versus Green Bay. September is the real deal. Exactly, Chris. It's the real deal. That's when we're going to find out, you know, who is going to be that guy. I'm going to scroll back up a little bit because I know I missed a few comments because of the calls. Um, Let me see. This call is too young to know who Jameis is. Got to be. Jamal, I don't think so. Um, he made some interesting points. and He knows football. I mean – I'm going to give him that. Someone tell me what a Buccaneer is. <laughs> um, I would say a pirate, I guess. Um, let me see. Jamal says, Jerry, he's very young and new. Uh, I mean, regardless, you know, I, I, I just think that people need to understand this. And uh, Merv, I was on the show today, Black and Gold, our podcast. Y'all, y'all check it out. Uh, he He said this, man. He said, you know, he became a Saints fan back in 2006 where he was able to appreciate the team. He was 10. Think about this, folks. You know what I'm saying? That was 15 years ago. This dude, like, 25, 26 years old. So that's that's a long time. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if somebody say, I've been a Saints fan since 2006, that's 15 years. 
15 years. That's 15 years of devotion to one team. I'm going to say you're a member of the Who That Nation, okay? Now, I understand how some of you Saints fans feel, the ones that were Saints fans, you know, before 2006. I get it, right? You've been riding this way for a long time, man, and you know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't, you know what I'm saying? You didn't wiped out quite a few times. And finally, you know what I'm saying? You ride that, that wave of success, and it, it kind of upsets you because you feel like some of these other people come in and, they're new and they don't understand what you've been through and they, they spoiled and they, they complain about every little thing, but 15 years is a long time. Okay. And if you're a young kid, a baby and you're a teenager, all you can remember is the saints being successful. You don't remember any of that stuff that everybody talks about, like the paper bags and, and buying, buying tickets at Swagman's and, you know, and finding, you know what I'm saying? Walking past a car, seeing two Saints tickets on the front seat. You bust a glass and then you come back and you see four Saints tickets on the front seat. That You you understand about those things. But, I, man, I, I'm not going to knock a guy or, or, or a gal or I don't want to call a gal. That's or a woman or a man. OK, <laughs> I'm not going to knock them for being a Saints fan since 2006 because 15 years is a long time and we all know let's just be real about this folks people love winners P- people want a reason to invest in you like all these people that's golden state warrior fans all of a sudden man come on man they weren't fans when latrell Sprewell, chris mullen tim hardaway chris weber rookie season they weren't fans then we know this right all these people out here that's that's rooting for you know like the Lakers and stuff like that, man. You know, they weren't Laker fans when them boys was out there struggling before Shaq and Kobe got there, when Eddie Jones was there, Nick Van Exel, or Vladi Divac. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they weren't Laker fans then. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they riding the LeBron train. All these Phoenix Suns fans that's coming up out the trees. They weren't fans, you know what I'm saying, when Amari Stoudemire was there and Steve Nash and all them kind of stuff. They was winning a bunch of games but weren't winning in the playoffs. Winning changes everything. That's just a fact, folks. People love winners. And when a team wins, people want to get some of that winning. And I have no problem with that, man. Because the Saints for a long time gave us absolutely very little to cheer for. And you had to be a diehard Saints fan. I mean a true Saints fan. In order for you to deal with some of the stuff you had to deal with. There were a lot of tears that were flowing from the faces of a lot of Saints fans over the years, okay? Buddy D, God rest his soul, kept a lot of Saints fans from jumping off the cliff. You know, like he, he, you know, like a lot of these guys out here, man. Shouts out to the late, great Hokey Gajan. Kept a lot of Saints fans from jumping off the cliff. Shouts out to, to the big chief, Deke Bellavia. <laughs> kept a lot of Saints fans from jumping off the cliff, Okay. So I have no problem with that. 15 years is a long time. Ghostface, thank you very much once again for the $5. Says this one for the OG Jerry. Every single one of us love the guy as much as he loves us. Absolutely, man. Shouts out to Ghostface, man. Definitely love each and every one of y'all. Thank y'all so much for investing your time and your energy here on the State of the Saints podcast. I mean that. Stephen says both quarterbacks will be better than they ever have been can't go wrong i agree with that love our coaching 
I think our coaches need to get a lot more respect. Why people criticize some people for being Taysom fans, some people not on the Jameis bandwagon. They still feel he needs to prove himself. Me personally, I'm happy we have Taysom and Jameis. Yeah, I, I'm look, that's not my role. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to tell people that they're crazy, they're insane for you know, you know, rooting for Taysom Hill. Now, I think that I would say that you're insane if you think that he has a better skill set than Jameis. You know, I would I would say that. I don't think it when it comes to playing a quarterback position, I don't think he's better. But I'm not gonna knock any fan of the Saints for saying that they are a Taysom Hill supporter. Nothing wrong with that. You know, like that there's nothing wrong with that. And I just I just think that we're talking in circles because you're not gonna convince them. Like the only way that you're gonna be able to convince a Taysom supporter or a Jameis supporter that the quarterback that they're rooting for is not that guy is the competition. That's going to, that's going to prove it. I find it funny that y'all are hyping Jameis up when y'all said he wasn't good as a book. He wasn't, he wasn't. That's the thing. Like he, he wasn't, you know, like that, that's man. Let's, let's stop pretending. He was not the best quarterback that he can possibly be for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because First off, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were a train wreck. They were a train wreck, man. Like, it's easy for, for people to beat on their chest and talk about the, the good times when the good times are here. But what about the bad times? You guys would have had the first pick overall back in 2015. That means you were the worst football team in the NFL. That's what that meant. I, I never seen a, a really good team get the first pick overall i've never seen it it's always the worst team in football or second to the worst team in football it's always been that way this guy coached a, a, a snake bitten franchise that didn't see the playoffs since 2007 he goes to a team that keep on changing coordinators keep on changing coaches never really had a running game never really fixed the offensive line and do I think that he will drive in a different situation now that he has better coaches? Yes. Yes, I do. So people are like, yeah, y'all hyping Jameis up. Yes, I am. Just like I would hype up any other quarterback that was borderline good, that played for a bad franchise that didn't have his best interests at heart. Yes, I do feel like he's going to be much better because – the Saints as an organization, I'm sorry, Tampa, y'all won a Super Bowl, but I still feel like the Saints are a better organization than y'all. I just feel like y'all a little bit more desperate and y'all desperation paid off. That, that's the way I feel about Tampa. Tampa was desperate. They, they put it all out there and it, and it paid dividends for them. But me, me personally, I don't know if Tampa, after this situation right here, is going to be able to you know, make that transition once Tom Brady leaves. I have confidence that the Saints can. Like, I, I think once Tom Brady leaves, I don't know where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to go. I don't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, in my, my humble opinion, uh, have the coaches to make that transition. I don't think they can build a team. I don't. I think that they can open up that checkbook and buy players, but I don't think they can build a team. But I've seen the Saints do it. The Saints have players right now that they develop in their system. 
And every quarterback that 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 comes through the spot always ends up playing pretty well. From when McCown played, when when uh, Drew Brees had the oblique injury, he threw for three hundred yards. We seen Teddy Bridgewater win five games, got paid sixty million dollars off. We seen Taysom Hill go out there, win three out of four games. I, I've never seen Tampa build nothing ever. You know what I'm saying? For the exception of like the early 2000s when Tony Dungeon was there, they built a real good defense. But since then, they haven't built anything. What has Tampa actually built? They ain't built nothing. All they did was open up their checkbook and, and say, come one, come all. Tom Brady like it, come on in. And they paid dividends. And I'm not going to knock them for that. But they haven't built a damn thing to me. You know, they, they I mean, I don't know, man. They just went to. They just went to Costco, man, and just just went crazy. Just started buying tight ends by the bundle, running backs by the bundle, <laughs> yeah, wide receivers by the bundle. You know, that worked right now. You know what I'm saying? But that's not going to that's not going to that doesn't equate to continued success. You know, what what keeps teams winning games is a good infrastructure. Me personally, I don't think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have that, you know, once Tom Brady leaves. I just think that, you know, right now they just, you know, they just opening up that checkbook. Man, forget Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who that uh, Saints nation. Uh, look, man, I'm, I'm just being honest, you know. I, I'm just being real. Like, I, I just, right, like, I just don't feel like once Tom Brady leaves that, they're going to have sustained success. I just don't. I I, I really don't. I, I don't. I think once he leaves, they're going to. That's going to be. They're going to have some some problems making that transition. Who that fam? I always enjoy your shows, bro. Tyrone, I appreciate that. Thank you, man. Steven said they are just different skill sets. A running quarterback versus a pocket passer. Yeah. You can win with both of them. The NFL has proven that you can. Skills and IQ beats athleticism when it comes to the quarterback position. I'm a Taysom Hill fan, but Winston should start. That's interesting. Uh, let's see. Ghostface says uh, Jameis will be famous. <laughs> famous Jameis. Uh, okay. Nothing wrong with that. Ghostface Griller laughing out loud. That's a smooth one right there. Let's see. That's right, TJ. Jameis has to be better under Sean. I agree with that. Once Tom Brady is going, Tampa Bay will be the sucking ears again. <laughs> uh, okay. Steven says, when Tom going, they uh back to old Tampa. Stop it. Most of them players were drafted to the Bucks, but not the not the players that really mattered. Not the not the players that really like truly mattered. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the ones that, you know, that help y'all win the Super Bowl. Every player. That scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl was not a member of the Tampa Bay Bucks last season. Every last one of them dudes that scored a touchdown were signed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a free agent. Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, Tom Brady. Like, get in where you fit in. That that's that's all I'm saying right then and there. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they bought the, you know what I'm saying? Like, they bought a lot of these players in. Shaq Barrett. He was not there. Jason Pierre Paul, he was not there. And Dominican Sue, he was not there. Come on, man. Like, let, let's let's stop pretending. Like, do they have some good players on their team? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like um Davis and 
and, and Evans and Godwin, yes. But let's not pretend like these guys didn't open up that checkbook and, and say, okay, man, look, you know, Tom, look, they come one, come all. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's act like that. Like, you won the Super Bowl, that's cool, and you should be happy. But let's not pretend like y'all just – Y'all just set the blueprint for what all teams need to follow. No, I, I don't agree with that. I, I just feel like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went to Vegas, put it all on black, and they came out the casino with a bunch of money. That's it. That's just the way I look at it. I don't feel like the way that they are building their team is going to be sustainable. I don't feel like this is going to equate to sustainable success. I don't. I just feel like you you have a guy who arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. He's pulling the strings and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are following suit. And and also another thing that I feel like that kind of gives this, this statement credibility. You have to look at after uh, after the bye week. What did Bruce Arians do? Bruce Arians changed the offense to be more Tom Brady friendly. That was kind of similar to that of the New England offense which means that he feels like the new england game plan was better than the one he actually had so i'll just leave it at that uh buck crazy says we've been building this team for like four years through the draft brady brought that winning mentality so stop it you can believe that if you want to but that is not true that is not true you know like i said it's easy to say that because you all right now the best team in football because you won the Super Bowl. But let's not pretend like, like let, let, let me just put it like this. If Tom Brady was not your quarterback and he didn't bring some of those guys that were on your team, y'all wouldn't be, y'all wouldn't even made the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's that's how I feel about it. That's, that's how much that dude meant to y'all football team. Y'all were nothing without him. Y'all, y'all like, Bruce Arians would not be Bruce Arians would not be able to swallow his pride and put his pride to the side in order for him to to create an offense like that that was Tom Brady friendly. Any other quarterback, he would have forced that offensive game plan to work. So it would have failed. You know what I'm saying? Like he he would have he would not have done that for any other quarterback other than Tom Brady. So for that, y'all would have failed. Y'all wasn't building nothing. Like y'all, y'all had some good players on the team. Don't get me wrong, but y'all weren't building nothing, man. Y'all, y'all bought. Y'all didn't build. Y'all bought. And as soon as y'all face that, the better. <laughs> Three podcasts ago, you broke it down about every team in NFC South. Break it down again, TJ. Man, look, I, I already, I already said this. You know about this. You know every team to me you know, has been building or, you know, building around or trying to build their team similar to that of the New Orleans Saints in the NFC South. Take your pick. Take your pick. Uh, keep your eyes on Peyton. Have a very, he's a very smart coach. Yeah, he, he really is. He really is. Tom Brady should drink a Clorox smoothie if he wants to stay young. <laughs> Tom Brady cherry picked him a Super Bowl. I got Gronk. I will get Antonio Brown. Uh, grills uh i think brady had his hands in the defense too let's see wait so what you're saying is they not supposed to sign free agents no that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is 
those free agents are the main reasons why y'all got over that hump. The main free agent being Tom Brady. And what I'm also saying is you are not going to sustain success by signing a bunch of free agents. It's just not going to happen. The best teams that have sustained success over the extended amount of time, they build through the draft, they build up those players, and they may add a a free agent or two, and that's how they continue to sustain success. Getting a whole bunch of free agents, opening up the checkbook, is going to get you some wins, maybe even a Super Bowl, but it's not going to keep you winning consistently don't believe me i have some i have some uh some facts for you let's look at the 70 pittsburgh steelers every last one of those guys that were part of that steel curtain they drafted let's look at the dallas cowboys uh for the most part the the nucleus of players that they had like the emmett smiths mike Irvins, troy eggman's uh larry allen's they draft those guys then you add a guy like Deion Sanders, maybe one or two pieces. But guys like Alvin Harper, all those guys they drafted. Let's look at the 49ers. Dwight Clark, drafted. Joe Montana, drafted. Jerry Rice, drafted. John Taylor, drafted. They were the team of the 80s. Let's look at the 2000s. Tom Brady, New England Patriots, drafted. Troy Brown, drafted. You know what I'm saying? Most of the, all of these guys that have sustained success that have been winning and created a winning culture is building through the draft. Free agency is going to give you success for a short amount of time. If you want to sustain success in the National Football League, you have to build through the draft. I am not lying when I say this, folks. I'm happy, like, no, all, all jokes aside, Bose, you know, Bose movement. I'm, I'm happy that you're happy. You should be happy. You got, you got bragging rights. Your team won the Super Bowl. But I'm just being 100% real with you, man. You do not sustain sustain success through signing a bunch of free agents. You just don't. You're gonna win. Like if, if you if you are picking the right free agents, you're gonna win. You're gonna win a lot. But if one or two of those people fall, your team is gonna fall. You know, I, I, I'm just. I mean, don't even like take my word for it because I know what you probably think. Oh, man, he's just a Saints fan. Don't take my word for it. Go back and look into the history of the NFL, man, and tell me where a a team that has been signing a whole bunch of free agents won a Super Bowl. I I just want to know. That's all that's all I'm saying. If you can if you can show me a team that has has sustained success by signing free agents year after year, opening up their checkbook, then, I, I, you know what I'm saying, then you got me. But I don't think that's the case. Y'all wasn't building nothing, bro. Y'all were trash. What you talking about? Uh, y'all blaming Jameis Winston for everything. <sighs> Look, they did. They made the right decision by getting Tom Brady. That's pretty evident. But um, I ju- I'm just not buying what they're selling. So sustained success is drafting, right? So 75% of our starters on the team is starters. Uh, now, look that up, TJ. Love the show, by the way. Lo- okay, 75%. Okay. Hit. 75% of your starters. But here's the thing. 
how many of those starters really truly matter to the success of your team? Now, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can manipulate this any way we want to. But we know what the skill positions are that really, truly matters, okay? Wide receiver position, I will give y'all that. But the main positions, the offensive line, a lot of those guys, you know what I'm saying, that y'all, you know what I'm saying, y'all sign. Left tackle, a very important position. That's a free agent. Quarterback, very important position. Y'all, free agent, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, a lot of these players that that mean a lot to the success of the team are free agents. Now, I'm not going to say that y'all just been out here drafting some scrubs. That is not true. You know, but the players that really truly matter to the success, the player that's pulling the strings, the player that got y'all over the hump were players that were free agents. And, and and like I said, y'all y'all got some good young players on this team. But all I'm saying is this. If you want to sustain success, you want to continue to feel like a winner, Tampa Bay fans, all I'm saying is you're going to have to build through the draft. You're going to have to. You're not going to be able to count on free agents all the time. And I'm also interested to see how, how y'all going to react now that you have a target on your back. Now that you are going to get everybody's best shot. You know, let's see. Uh, well, maybe the Saints need to open up the checkbook. No, I don't think so. Saints don't need to open up the checkbook. The Saints, the Saints issue has not, is not, it's not the team. It's just the, the fact that they lose at the most, man, just the, the worst times. You know what I'm saying? Like they have a good football team. You don't win 12, 13 games. And not when you know what I'm saying, and not be a good football team. You know, sometimes it, it's better to be lucky than good sometimes, right? You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you, you have to get a little bit of luck, and sometimes you you have to have a little bit of uh, you know, a, a good football team. And luck has not been in the favor of the New Orleans Saints in the postseason, but it but they're a good football team, you know. They have a lot of good football teams that don't win a Super Bowl. A lot. Just, you know, it just wasn't in a in a cause for the Saints. You guys were fortunate enough to win that Super Bowl. But I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not knocking any Bucks fan for feeling happy about winning a Super Bowl because I feel the same way. I'm not gonna lie to you. You you won't you won't get any uh backlash from me about that, about that, you know. TJ, I just wish people would stop comparing the Saints with other teams because if they watched the Saints since the beginning till now, Sean knows how to build a team to win. The Saints are going to be NFC champs this year because they play with heart. No other team does that because players want money first. Well, players want money regardless. Um, But if you put a good atmosphere, a good culture in place, then guys are going to want to play for you. You know, if you put the players first, guys are going to want to play for you. So, you know, it's just a, it's just a good organization to play for, and a lot of guys love playing for them. If Brady gets hurt, uh, what and where is Tampa going? What's our record without Breeze? Uh, Eleven and six. Eleven and six. I I got the Saints going. Uh, all of them matter. All O line have drafted except the center. 
Um, then the left tackle, y'all left tackle. Then he come from the Bengals, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, you know better than me. Look, I'm not. I'm not sitting up here going back and forth about a, a roster with a a fan of the team. You definitely uh, have more credibility than me. I, I don't know that much. I, I I won't sit up here and say I know more Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, than a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. So I could be wrong, but I just feel like um, free agency. You know, you just can't build through it. Okay, I mean. I'm happy, you know what I'm saying, that y'all happy y'all won the Super Bowl. Hopefully we can get some of that success, you know. But I, I stand by that statement. Even if you even if it even if it wasn't a Bucks fan talking to me right now, I stand by that statement. If it was another team that won a Super Bowl in a way that I seen when it came to like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers signing like these free agents, I feel the same way. It has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that it's a Buccaneers fan. Because I want Buccaneers fans to be happy because you should be. Just left the gym doing some lower body work. Did you get it in today? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I definitely did. Definitely got in it today. Uh, spent some time on the treadmill, uh, lifting weights, man. Just, you know, been packing on the protein, turkey breast, tuna, man, you know, cutting down on these carbs and stuff like that. You know, definitely got it in today, though. Definitely got it in. TJ, this year, the Dome is going to be loud and proud with fans returning. I agree with that. Definitely going to be loud. Wide receivers all drafted except Brown. Defense all drafted except Sue Barrett and JPP. Well, Sue, uh, one of the best interior linemen in football. Barrett, one of the best pass rushers in football. JPP, um, not the same, but not too shabby you know what i'm saying like so yeah you know what i'm saying good good defensive players you know what i'm saying but at the same time man look <laughs> you ain't going nowhere without uh you know if you didn't have tom brady have all that talent but if you ain't have tom brady you ain't getting down the street let's see i'm good uh just left the gym uh how's it going with you Oh, yeah, and don't forget about Leonard, yeah, Leonard Fournette, man, all these other guys. Uh, let's see. All I've, uh, let me see. All I've to say message. I don't know exactly what that means, Tyrone. I'm sorry. Steven says, Aiden one. who's Tampa backup quarterback? Who is their backup quarterback? Somebody tell me. See, you don't know uh, the roster player. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't sit up here and know the roster. Like, wh- why would I? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the State of the Saints podcast, okay? This is the State of the Saints podcast. So, of course, I don't know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. I mean, that would mean that I would have to spend countless hours looking at the roster. But I'm smart enough to know that y'all weren't going, y'all were not. I repeat, we're not, uh, you know what I'm saying, going anywhere without Tom Brady. I stand by that statement. And I also stand by the statement that the guys that help y'all the most in the postseason were not a part of y'all team. Leonard Fournette, I think y'all called him playoff Lenny, if I'm not mistaken, right? I don't think he was a part of the team. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, I don't think he was a part of the team. Antonio Brown, I don't think he was a part of the team. Everybody that was one of the the catalysts for y'all to get over that hump were not a part of that team. I stand by that statement. And the most important uh, position on the field is the quarterback position. A team goes and and they do not go. 
depends on who the quarterback is. So I stand by that statement. Uh, let's see. Uh, hey, TJ, please treat yourself to a highlight of Lawrence Woods. Uh, it's a beauty. I have to check that out. TJ, I do believe the Saints have the best fans. I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, let's see. Okay, TJ, see y'all this season. Good show. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not sitting up here saying that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have all free agents. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is they opened up the checkbook for players that really truly mattered. A lot. A lot, a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. You know, it's hard for me to say that, you know, they would have won a Super Bowl if Tom Brady won their quarterback. Because I'm telling y'all, Bruce Arias is a stubborn coach. He's a stubborn coach. And when you're stubborn, it, it, it takes it takes monumental things in order for you to change your mind. If it was any other quarterback other than Tom Brady, he been he would have been running that same offense. And I mean it. I, I mean it. He would have been running that same offense. They won a Super Bowl because of D-line pressure on Mahomes, Sue, JPP, and Barrett. That's true. I'm not going to knock that. I mean, they definitely was getting after Patrick Mahomes. They they definitely was getting pressure. They definitely was getting home on that boy, you know? And, I mean, honestly, that's just a foreshadow of what's to come. You can't be a, a make a half a billion dollars and think that your team going to, you know, have a sustainable, uh, sustainable offensive line. Y'all remember when Drew Brees got that big contract? I'm just saying that just that was a foreshadow to me. Hey, TJ, uh, do you think the guy we signed from the Chiefs will be an impact player for us? I don't know uh, much about him. Oh, you're talking about Tano Passigno. Uh, He came out of Villanova. Uh, I can see him uh, contributing. Um, I don't know if he's going to be a double-digit sack guy, but he might get you about four or five sacks. TJ, what are the dates for training camp uh, for the Houdet Nation? Uh, let me go ahead and pull that back up again. Uh, that's the training camp schedule right there. July 30th, uh, it kicks off. You got the 31st, the 5th, the 6th, the 7th, and the 20th. Those are the schedules that are open uh, to the fans. I'm about to go ahead and read a few more, and then I'm going to go ahead and uh, hang it up. Let's see. So, uh, you can say that same about Breeze. Um, not really, you know what I'm saying? Because um, I can't say that about Breeze because, honestly, we've seen the New Orleans Saints without Drew Breeze, and the Saints only lost one game. So to say that the Saints can't sustain success without Drew is, I mean, we've seen it. To say that they can sustain success without Tom Brady, it remains to be seen, okay? Because we don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we don't know. We haven't seen it. But we've seen the Saints win without Drew Brees. I haven't seen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win a lot without Tom Brady. But, I mean, look, best thing about this is we're going to find out, right? We're going to find out eventually. We're going to find out eventually because Tom Brady can't play forever. Drew Brees retired, so we're going to see. Hey, TJ, just want to know uh, from your perspective, do you think that we're solid in the cornerback room or do you think we in desperate need a veteran cornerback? Well, we'll see. I can I keep on saying we'll see because we'll see. <laughs> but uh, look, they got a lot of young corners out there and you never know what you have until you actually see it on the field. 
And shouts out to the Bucks fans also here, man. Much love to y'all, you know, rooting and, and going hard for y'all team, man. I got respect for y'all in that regards. But um, you know, we'll see, man. Like, you know, we'll see what the what the season is looking like. TJ, you know if fans are gonna be able to go to practice. Yeah, they will. It's gonna be open to the public. And the the schedule that I put up on the screen, those are the practices that's that are open to the fans. I mean, it depends on like if it rains or not. If it rains, then they go inside. Hey, TJ, your sleeper team this year that will make some noise. Uh, my sleeper team this year that was gonna make some noise. Uh, the 49ers. 49ers gonna make some noise. Uh, once they decide Trey Lance is a better fit than Jimmy Garoppolo. Man, time get hit and have to be out uh, for some time. It will be over. Mm, I, I don't want to wish bad on a man, but I, I think I look. Can they win without Tom Brady? Yes, because that defense is really good. Uh, that defense can help whoever is the quarterback. If the quarterback limits his mistakes, Bruce Arians chill the hell out trying to throw the ball down the field on you five and seven step drops. They'll win some games, but I highly doubt that. I highly doubt that Bruce Arians uh, will be able to. Uh, you know, chill out if something was to happen to Tom. Hey, TJ, uh, what does Taysom Hill play other positions like tight end? Uh, yeah, I mean, he played tight end, special teams, quarterback, wherever he's needed. He, he plays that position. DeWan says Tom Brady, top three quarterback, Gronk, number one tight end, AB, top wide receiver, Shaq Barrett, top pass rusher, Lenny, first round draft pick. They put together a super team. The players that matter, the players that contribute in a big way, the players that we remember during that playoff run, all were guys that were not on the team, for the exception of uh, Antoine Warfield Jr. Or Antoine Winfield. Or is it Warfield? Or is it Winfield? I can't remember. Winfield, Warfield, that guy is special. That guy is going to be a problem for years to come. That's a guy on the team that I, you know, that I, I like. That's a, that, that guy right there. How much are you willing to bet that with Andy Dalton and Carson Palmer as starting quarterback, Sean would take us to the Super Bowl? Uh, I would bet a million gazillion dollars. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that one of those guys ain't, them guys ain't taking you to the mall. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shoot. Like, I, I don't believe that. I have, I would, I would be up for that bet. Did you see Lenny training camp, TJ? Uh, Lenny's train. Yeah. When he was uh, with Ja Morant. Yeah, I seen it. If, if we talking about the same thing, Winfield. Thank you very much. I know his dad played for the uh, Vikings. What about preseason? Uh, I have preseason is preseason. Preseason is preseason. But this was interesting, man. Thank y'all so much, man. Shouts out to all of the fans of other teams that that come in, man. Look, this is the State of the Saints podcast, but. I, I open the doors for everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, rep your team loud and proud. I ain't got no problem with that. Shouts out to everybody that's a part of the Who That Nation. Been rocking with the State of the Saints. If you like the State of the Saints podcast, you enjoy the commentary, go ahead and give your boy a thumbs up. Let everybody know that you enjoyed the show. Uh, I appreciate everybody for being here. Once again, the State of the Saints podcast, as you all know, for some of you that may not, State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Manscaped.com. Uh, use the promo code State of Saints. That's all one word, lowercase letter, State of Saints. You'll save 20% off. Uh, want to give a special shout out to uh, my grandfather because I want to wish him a happy birthday because it's 12 o'clock 
uh midnight here in uh in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So I want to wish my grandfather, Pastor Jesse Jones, a happy birthday. My grandfather uh, turns 82 today. Uh, so I want to say many blessings to him. Uh, everybody knows uh, how much my grandfather means to me. If you've been following the State of the Saints podcast from the beginning uh, and um, everybody here, man, you can check out previous episodes on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Uh, if you have not subscribed, hopefully uh, we've uh, made a supporter out of you. You can go ahead and hit that subscription button, hit that bell for notifications. You can check out the State of the Saints podcast on social media, on Twitter, at State of Saints. That's at State of Saints. Also, at State of Saints on Instagram. And you can go to Facebook.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. You all take care. Have a good morning, noon, night, whenever you're checking out this podcast. Like always. All I got to say is, who that?